This is an emergency episode of Emperor's Court. The Emperor is out on important imperial business, but because he loves his subjects, he has arranged for this best of episode. So fear not, peasants. Your Emperor will return next week. Morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say... You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skins are going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. We interrupt your normally scheduled program for this breaking news. Good evening. It has been learned by the AP that notorious internet radio broadcaster Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard will be returning to the airwaves after three years in forced retirement. Allegedly, the new show, titled The Saturday Night Main Event, will run on Saturday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. on the World of Warcraft radio network. When rumors of this show circulated throughout the Internet last Friday, the panic swept parts of the world. The Dow Jones closed down 299 points to close for the first time below the 7,000 mark since 1997 amid fears that Emperor would ridicule and harass investors for being rich and stupid. Rioting broke out in several cities in Canada. Citizens became worried they would again be depicted as maple-sucking puck-slappers by the Internet shock jock. The UN Security Council met an emergency session late into Wednesday night, discussing ways to prevent Emperor from hurting people's feelings. Their main concern was for that the newbies of play, playing online games, who might be unaware they were being lapooned over the airwaves. The Security Council issued a threat of economic sanctions to the city of Cleveland, Ohio, USA, unless they prevented Emperor from going on the air. The sanctions are thought to cost Cleveland money and jobs. A statement from the mayor of Cleveland was read in response to the UN's announcements by saying, Ha! We don't have any jobs or money. It is as yet unclear what impact Emperor's new show will have on gamers across the web. More on this breaking news story as information becomes available. We now return you to your normally scheduled program. Red Bull complaining that Brown's hacking. Oh, if Red Bull only knew. I am not his split personality. I am his better half. Uh, that's right. The, wait. The other half, right? Not uh, the better half. Haha, uh, no. See, I had it right the first time. Uh, now you know why Mystic Mam doesn't come on the <laughs> air very often. 
Fawz now on the right side, attacking and clearing out the gold mine nearest to him, actually above and to the right of him. Uh, he's talking to his... Yeah, Holy Star says he's not talking. He's talking to his not-caring side, which is pretty much true. She, she doesn't. Hey. A paladin now reinforces, so it comes to this as army. He's got a level 3 Mountain King, level 1 Paladin. It's not money, it's not booze. So why should I care? Oh, it's not jewelry, too. It's not jewelry. Mechawk now fighting out with Death and Decay. They've actually surrounded one of the fiends in the back. Mechawk trying to maneuver, is trying to micro fiend out of the way, although he's kind of got a wall of ghoul to get by. He's not going to reinf... He's not going to... Well, he does have the money. Or he's got the mana, rather, and he does. He sends a coil over to it, although it's slept and being hit by the Dreadlord. Death and Decay is kind of fighting an uphill battle against all these fiends. They can do a lot more damage and obviously take a bigger pounding than those ghouls, and he doesn't have enough to really overpower them. He is up to a Halls of the Dead, and he's got a slaughterhouse, but so far, no abominations, no anything. Actually, I believe he has to go to the Black Citadel to get those. Checking in. Uh, the bottom part is Kanata, clearing out the gold mine at the bottom. Remember, folks, if you want to join the conversation, you may do so at irc.mmoirc.com. We are in channel WOW Radio, as always. Folks, I hear my IRC is pinging in the background. I will get to all your questions, comments, and praise that I am oh so dude. Uh, dude. dude. I said dude. Yeah. All oh so do? No. Yes. I think that's proper English. At any rate, I will get to them during the commercial break. Tonight's theme, of course, is Celebration of America and Canada's Independence, as we missed 4th of July and Canada Day earlier in the week. How did we miss Canada Day? I don't know. Can't believe that. So this will be dedicated to my good buddy, Black Meanie, who's listening this evening. He's one of our Canadian brethren. And I will pay all due honors to Canada. Of that you have my word. (laughs) Bagged milk. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. I don't understand why they drink milk out of a bag in Canada, but they do, apparently. Reminds them of... uh breast implants. Wow. So, so if I get this right, you're saying Canadians don't get enough, so they have to get it from drinking milk out of a bag. Black Meanie is now sending me messages on AIM. He is <laughs> aggravated. What do you mean I'm drinking milk? Yeah, I know. I, I kind of feel bad. Ah, what do we have here? Very sneaky, sneaky. Lesbos is putting some Windriders in the upper right-hand corner, flying behind Shinoda's defenses. Uh, not that Shinoda has any. He does have his tower, the Black Citadel, but it's upgrading. So, I can jump. By the way, all your hate mail can be directed to Mystic Mim at... No. Ah, <laughs> you're funny. But if you do have a comment about the show, you may send it to ember at wcradio.com. I don't give out the uh, 1G email anymore because no one really uses it. Fods has himself a lot of huntresses in the bottom right-hand corner. He's got to keep it the Grove level 2 now for that. Level 2, almost level 3, will be by the time it's done. There it is, level 3, Demon Hunter. He does have an Ancient of Wind up and producing. He's got Druids of the Town coming. He has an Ancient of Wonders still up. Tree of the Age is pumping out more Wisps. So far, nobody that has an expansion. Well, Fods has one going, although it's not completed. Anyways, Red Bull continues to run and try and save himself. He's got Bat Riders hiding up over the uh, woods in between this base. He is still alive. He's got an ass load, and that is eight or more, according to Webster's Dictionary, uh, of Bat... Of bat, don't look that up. Of bat riders producing in his bestiaries. At the very top, we have uh, Death and Decay still being pressed by Mechahawk. Mechahawk's been on the offensive all game. Don't shine light in my eyes because it just threw me off. Still, only level 2 Dreadlord uh, for Death and Decay. The problem is Death hasn't been able to actually bring Mechahawk's troops to battle enough to kill him. He isn't able to surround him. He's able to go ahead and surround one of the uh, statues. He is able to kill off Mechahawk's obsidian statues. He's able to get one. So he does have another fiend slept. He is up the Halls of the Dead. 
And he's got still got the slaughterhouse, still got the crypt, so he's still using fiends. He does obviously have a, a wand of... No, he doesn't have a wand anymore. I thought he did. They're still talking about the milk bags slash breasts, of course, in IRC. See, that's the kind of problem with IRC. We kind of derail things when you make comments like that, dear. I have a set of milk bags. I, yes. They... And I make my own fun bags on the side. Wow. That's going to require some explanation because... Mims fun bags? Mims fun bags. Yes. You too can own a set of Mims fun bags for what was it now? Thirty-two dollars. Thirty-two dollars plus shipping. Yes. Death and Decay now hovering in the back part of his base, having been attacked. Buys himself a potion up to about four hundred health now. Of course, he has no army. He does have some defenses, for what it's worth. He's trying to keep his towers up and running. We're definitely going to have to explain coming out of the break what uh, Mir- uh, Mystic Mims fun bags are because uh, I <laughs> see there we go. IRC is in an uproar again. Uh, that's half the show. The stuff I can't see. So it comes to this fighting out with Kanata now. So he's decided to pick on somebody new, but he's still an orc. He does have one Griffin Rider up. Oh, Kanata running up, throws down a Book of the Dead. And battle lines are drawn now, as Kanata does have uh, mainly, he's got some skeletons. He's got uh, two of the raiders and a bunch of grunts. Here comes his peons. Mountain King in the back, hitting down the stop, is actually going, uh, trying to stun them and able to do it. Two Bat Riders come over to go ahead and reinforce. In the very center is Kanata's uh, Blade Mash, level 4 now. Level 2 for the Mountain King, I'm sorry, level 4 for the Mountain King, level 2 for the Paladin. I, it's hard to tell right now who's winning this one. Most of the skeletons look like they're dead. Actually, looks like so it comes to this actually controlling the battle now. Uh, he's got two grunts left. The rest of his forces are skeletons, and that is all. So a lot of ground forces remaining for So. I wonder if that's Chinese. So, it comes to this. Down goes the last grunt, level 3 now for the Paladin. All that remains is the Blade Master. Blade Master coming out of Cloak, go ahead and killing one lone rifleman. Gets level 5 and he will speed away. 75 mana. Oh, unfortunately, so wasn't able to go ahead and regen the mana enough to peg him. Death in the Cave would like me to know if I can't tell who's losing, it's most certainly him. And unfortunately, that looks to be the case. Uh, as Mechahawk is in a full core press, he's now up to two heroes. He's got the Crypt Lord. Again, something I don't usually see. Checking in on Lesbos. He's got a... Well, he's still got one... one, one Smack across the face. Sometimes I speak too fast. Mm, indeed. Great commentary, folks. That's why she's here. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember what they said in Major League, but I couldn't. That's why it's not the best color commentary of the business, folks. Death Nikkei now uh, losing his Halls of the Dead. He still has his Dreadlord. Now he's going to unsummon his graveyard. This could be... Uh, Undead suicide. He's going to unsummon his buildings. Could be an honorable way of trying to take away the victory from Mechahawk. It could be he's just nerd raging and saying, No, I'm taking my buildings and going home. Or it could be he has a plan elsewhere. I'm not sure. Let's find out. Yes, he may have another plan, but we'll let that settle for now. Some hit and runs going by uh, the Bat Riders of Red Bull. He tried taking out some trolls next in the gold mine uh, next to him. Unfortunately, I think he lost a couple in the process. But he's got two entire squadrons of bat riders. That is a lot of bats. Too many. Please reduce them by 12. Fods now has a second gold mine up and running. He's going to try and win this war economically. So we know he's not an Obama supporter. Hitting up on Chanel. Oh, I put politics into the show. My bad. All right, Lesbos now fighting out his wind rider versus the gargoyles of Shinoda. And he got webbed and killed. Level 5 now for the death knight of Shinoda. We haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to him because he's dark green and it doesn't show up on my map very well. See, the trick is to play in flamboyant colors so I can actually see them. So you're saying they're flamboyant? Yeah, I'm saying they should play in flamboyant colors. The only flamboyant player I'm aware of is Pride. There's a reason why it's called the Pink Admiral. 
<laughs> speaking of which, what, not speaking of pride or flamboyancy, but when are you going to do your RKO readings? You've got the script. Other people are doing theirs. This is the first I've heard of it. What I, woman, I said the other day we've I've got the. In fact, last night when we were doing the intros, I said, you know, we've got that uh, no, the RKO stuff done. Red Bull trying to run away. His for some reasons, Blade Masters range way the hell away from his base, all the way on the right side. Death Nikkei has been defeated. Kanata is in hot pursuit. He's actually to chop him down. Oh, Red Bull down at six health. Oh, cleaved in two. Down he goes. Red Bull loses his hero. And here comes the obscenity and nerd rage and Red Bull in the game. It's actually kind of funny to watch the meltdown. In the very center, Mechahawk now clearing out the Reg Rake outside of some building, as well as many forest trolls and things of nature that were there. It's got two meat wagons. <laughs> meat <laughs> wagons. Wagons. Yeah. yeah, that's cute. Ranging right behind him is here comes so it comes to this. He's got spellbreakers. He's got riflemen. He's got what the hell else has he got? He's got a griffin. He's going to run afoul of one of the statues of Mechahawks and turn around and run him back. Mechawk telling so it comes to this and he doesn't want to fight him. He doesn't want any part of this. I disagree. I think he wants a big part of so it comes to this. The big meaty part. Let's see if he gets it. Okay. Snickersnee just spelled Falmboent. Yeah, I was wondering about that. (laughs) Wow, you suck at two things. Connecting to the internet and spelling. Alright, so... Ooh, healing wards now for so it comes to this. He kills out the uh, Gollum and Trolls. Very nice pickup for him. That's going to be a game changer later on. All right, Black Meanie is messaging me. What, what is he complaining about now? Meanie, we haven't made it. Black Meanie, we have not made any comments about Canadians in the last 15 minutes. Big Meanie, I heard you. I didn't say Big Meanie. He's taking umbrage. Umbrage. Umbrage? Umbrage. Sure. I've been reading the dictionary this week, trying to increase my repertoire and lexicon. <laughs> yeah. I should play Scrabble. I shall read the noob dictionary. The, the, the dictionary of noobs. All right, here comes Shinoda. He's actually getting Lesbos, who's attacking one of his uh, boneyards. He has at least a dozen, ah, make it about ten fiends. He's got uh, one frost worm, a pair of gargoyles, and he killed off very quickly all three grunts that were whacking away at his boneyard. I hate it when people whack on my boneyard. Really? That's not what you said last night. <clears throat> Moving on. Me- Mechahawk in the center. Wow, this show is really taking a... We're really uh, trying to cater to the lowest common denominator today, aren't we? Um, Usually if it's like a highbrow humor. See what you've done? You've ruined it. With your womanliness. Bringing everybody down a peg. That That's fine. Fountain of Health now being creeped out by Mechahawk. He's going after the... He's got two a pair of nine uh, granite golems. Those are kind of beefy, but he's fighting, fighting around a fountain of health. That'll actually help him. In the bottom left-hand corner, they've actually... What the, Oh, I was trying to figure it out. I thought Red Bull had caught, so it comes to this, but instead he comes across the uh, Dreadlord of Death in the Cave when he got defeated and kills it. All right, so it comes to this, rallying his force just outside of the gold mine at the very bottom part. And the very northern part is Lesbos with his many grunts, and well, he's got five grunts, and he's got a torn sheath, and he's just cleared out the gold mine just out south of him. Meanwhile, the battle continues between Fods and Kanata in the very center of the map. Wow, I'm actually getting text messages during the show. I didn't know I gave out the number. <laughs> Please do not send text messages to my phone encouraging Mystic Mim to slam me on the radio. You don't know when she gets going. It could get worse, and probably will. Wow, I don't have it's a two-man gangbang. It's Kanata now being hit in the south by, uh, so it comes to this. Running south now was the Blademaster. 
For those who are interested in the video, unfortunately, there is no live video stream this evening. I hope to have it back up in two weeks when we meet again. Red Bull coming in with his bat riders. He's got two squadrons just leveled the uh, FOD's base. There goes one of his protectors. There goes the second one. He killed off his Tree of Life very quickly. He's bringing back his Huntresses, although I don't know what he plans on doing, unless he's going to go after the uh, Dread... I'm sorry, the Blademaster. He's got several... Uh, uh, Druids of the Talon. Unfortunately, some kamikazes take him out. Several he puts on the ground. He's got five in the ground, down to four, down to three. He's got a Priest of the Moon out there. He does have a Keeper of the Grove. Hitting the teleport now is Red Bull. He will get away. And he has absolutely leveled Foz's main base. I I don't know what I would be doing. I kind of feel bad for Foz because he wasn't actually even fighting him. It just kind of happened. But, yeah, I mean, he flew all the way over and nailed him, and I kind of feel bad for Fods. In fact, I have an idea probably how he feels. This is where we'd play the drop-in if I could find the damn thing, but unfortunately I can't. So we'll go back to the casting. We'll use that later. There it is. I'll have to play that later. All right. <laughs> Got to get back to it. People are saying that my fiancé is funnier than me. Wow. Thanks for the uh, thing as... All right, well, somebody just lost something. That's what happened. We got distracted. It looks like the Keeper of the Grove bit it. All right, somehow Kanata ended up attacking, so it comes to this. Both of them converging on Fods' base. Fods very wisely staying out of the fight, sitting there watching as these two titans just hammer the hell out of each other. Kanata getting the worst of it. Loses a couple of his uh, front-running... Uh, oh, he just lost a third one. He just lost three Wolf Raiders. He's going to have to retreat back to base. He might have lost a caster or two. And it looks like uh, Foz's bones will be picked over by So It Comes to This. Meanwhile, Mechawk is rampaging around the very center like the pirate that he is. Foz begging people to please go away and leave him be. Down goes the Chimera Roost. Yes, I know some of you pronounce it Chimera, but you pronounce it incorrectly. Foz now running back into his base, well, his auxiliary base. He only has uh, three hunters left and his demon hunter. They're going to run to the very back. They've got nowhere to go. Unfortunately, it's surrounded by trees, so he's stuck. He does have a teleport scroll. He does have another... He's got two more gold mines in the north, so he can't escape. He's got 3,000 gold. Fods is a greedy bastard. But he's going to sit there in hiding, and he's going to watch his Tree of Life be destroyed. He's going to try and run both of his Huntresses out. Of course, they're not going to make it. Now he's going to try and run out his Demon Hunter. Apparently, he's forgotten. There you go. He used the, the uh, scroll of Tom Portal and will get away, although he loses the rest of his army. Not that it was that impressive to begin with. Meanwhile, Mechahawk, ranging to the north, is able to get into Shinoda. So we have an undead-on-undead battle. I can't tell you how boring this might be. Shinoda, running off to the right, just got hit by the Nova Blast in the ass, down to 100 hit points. He's running down to 87, down to 90, down to 70. He will escape with his forces. Unfortunately, he's going to lose the last was uh, his Frostworms. He's going to lose both. Not looking good for him. Ah, stop it. What? Ow. Cold. Don't hit me. I, of course it's cold. It's water. Here comes Red Bull with his Bat Riders, now attacking Mechahawk in the north. He's going to fly right in, and here comes the Napalm, and they are just fragging the Black Citadel Mechahawk. It goes down in a matter of seconds. The 160-20 toast, and now he's just going <laughs> to level the rest of the bases. What an ass. Red Bull has no ground forces and very few defenses to speak of, but he doesn't need them because he has an overpowering air force and is just laying waste to everything he meets, much like the buffet that he usually goes to on Saturdays. Down it goes. Again, I feel bad for Mechahawk. Again, I don't think he was actually fighting him. He just kind of <laughs> rampaged through. And This is how I imagine Mechahawk feels right now towards Red Bull. I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... 
sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Kanata just lost his Blade Masters. The rest of his army is just destroyed, and so it comes to this attacks the base. He's got four spellbreakers in the center, and they, I'm sorry, five spellbreakers, and they have stolen all the bloodlust he put on his own forces, and is laying waste to Kanata's base. Down goes both the towers and the outranging uh, burrows. It looks like the Blade Master actually got killed off, as well as the Lich that uh, Megawak had, so he was able to give at least a measure of some revenge to Red Bull, who just went from a full 60 to 60 food down to 15. He lost his entire Air Force. Bless you. Kanata is, uh, he's, well, he's in trouble. He's got two of his fortresses, I'm sorry, two towers left. He has two of his burrows in play, but at this point, that's about it. His ground force has been all but reduced. He has a couple of wolf raiders, and that's not, and that's about all. He is trying to rebuild his Blade Master now. I don't know that it'll actually come out in time to actually be of any kind of use, so it comes to this really needs to start healing his knights as he's uh, got one almost dead down to 100 health. He's now killed another burrow. There is still one wolf raider running out. The uh, peons quickly jump into another burrow to continue firing. Red Bull has been brought to his knees as far as his forces go. His gold mine is down to 1500 bucks. He has no army. He's down to 24. He is ranging peons out to try and find some uh, auxiliary gold mine to use. Meanwhile, good God, woman! It just don't point to the Lemonade, it's not my fault. It's, it's the liquid. Fawz, not running behind, it comes to this. And here we go. Speaking of vengeance, Fawz, always looking for a chance to come in behind his opponent, is able to go ahead and kill off one of the uh, priests. Now he got a second. He gets, ooh, he just got uh, stunned by the Mountain King, takes down to 120 health, hits a teleport, and gets out of dodge very quickly. Meanwhile, the assault on Kanata's base continues. Kanata does have himself down a sentry ward in his own base, obviously to uh, watch for hidden objects, such as various blade masters. There goes the fortress, and that goes down. Kanata being destroyed. They want... Okay, IRC wants Mystic Man to talk, tell funny stories about me. I can't think of any off the top of my head, That's right, there are no funny stories involving me. Well, there are. None. I just have a horrible memory, and None. he's the better storyteller. That Well, that's right. See? Story time with Emperor. I have done that in the last couple of shows, and they requested that, and I said, we'll see. Because we're going to 11 o'clock this evening, ladies and gentlemen, as we are uh, 40 minutes past 9 o'clock now, as this uh, FFA continues. Yeah, Kanata looks like he's about done, as now they're they're finishing off all the peons. I don't know that he really has anything left. He doesn't have an auxiliary gold mine that I see. Lesbos does have one at the very top, but he's not producing anything. He does have his army back at base, level 3 uh, Torn Sheath, and level 2 Shadowhunter. And here comes Mechahawk trying to take the battle back to Red Bull. Red Bull does have some rebuilt. He's got about, uh, looks like his Blade Master's back up. He's got 8. Let's see, well, he had 8, now he's down to 7. Now he's down to 6, dear. Uh, now he's down to 4, and his bats are continuing to fall as the uh, Lich, I'm sorry, not the Lich, but the uh, Crypt Lord, wow, that got to level 6 awfully quick, is throwing around its uh, little bugs and just hammering people. Obviously, they can hit anything and everything around them, particularly units. He does have six fortified towers that are focusing their attention onto that Crypt Lord, but the Crypt Lord is making up as much damage as he's getting, as he's giving out. Yeah, okay, two seconds now is just uh, finding out that Mystic Mave is on the radio. It wasn't easy to do, ladies and gentlemen. I had to beg and plead and pay for part of her vacation. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, in reality, I'm paying for all the vacation. Uh, <laughs> I, I paid for the deluxe Le- suite. What? For one night. Level 6, uh, Red... Ow! That Red one Bull, night run- costs the same as two nights at the other hotel. We're not... Uh, he, 
No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It does too. Red Bull running around out of the little sixth of Laymaster. Down to 180. I'm sorry, 180 health down to 170. Kanata has been wiped out and defeated. He's gone from the game. And then there was five, I think. You know, we haven't heard anything from Shinoda in a while. He's still got... Well, he's got to have an army. There it is. And he does. He's at 82 of 90 food. Meanwhile, back to the bottom left. I get slapped all the time. I'm surprised you guys... She hits me pretty hard. I'm surprised it's not audible over the mic. Don't. Damn. Yeah, I saw that coming. Should I take my rings off? Yeah, I would appreciate it. Ever since I bought you that damn ring, it's been cutting me left and right. Ladies and gentlemen, or uh, guys, I'm talking to you specifically. If you go to buy your woman an engagement ring, make it a small diamond. Not because it's cheaper, but because it hurts you less if they go to smack you. No, I just make it a lot of little ones with a smooth band. That works too. I speak from experience. Tell them it's one carat total worth of diamonds. All right, the last two towers, Red Bull's base, have been destroyed. They want to know what we did. We haven't gotten there yet. What? To the hotel. Oh. Yeah, folks, if you are listening to the podcast, you have to understand, uh, this is a very interactive show. We have a lot of IRC interaction with, and, of course, comments from the players in the game, so occasionally we will respond to that. In the bottom right-hand corner, so it comes to this, looking to push the finishing touch on Fawz, but Fawz has himself one hell of an army! He's got at least 30 archers, as he's realized he can't make anything beyond Tier 1. Ah, uh, looks like a third hero has finally been added to succumbs to this army. He's got a blood mage, level 2 now, as he lays down the fire flame strike. Coming in behind him now is the level 6, uh... Wow, is that Red Bull? Yeah, he's still got his Blade Master out there. As his base is destroyed, he's running around killing stuff that he, in a battle that has nothing to do with him. See, you know what? The Smurf has gone ahead and given away my weaknesses. I shall not talk to her again. Red Bull is just laying waste out of Fods. He does intervene in a battle that had nothing to do with him. He just popped his uh, Cyclone, and he just... I'm Cyclone, Christ. Uh, he just wiped out pretty much all Fods archer uh, unit. He just wa- walked in the back under Windwalk, popped the ultimate, and cleared him off the board. So, yeah, that pretty much put the uh, stake in the heart of Fods' army here. And so it comes to this, is laying waste out of his base. Bladestorm, thank you. God, what the hell did I say Cyclone a Whirlwind for? Probably because it's been so long since i actually seen somebody get one. Level 7, the Mountain King, next to the uh, Tree of Life, just got... It looks like he got rooted. He's down to 500 health and falling. There we go. Paladin gets him a heal. Another Spellbreaker dies. There are three ancient protectors continuing to chuck giant boulders the small little dwarf of a man. Kind of feel bad for the midget guy. By the way, did you know... Oh, there goes the Priest of the Moon. Did you know the FCC got petitioned this week in America to please stop people from saying midget. Apparently it's offensive. Midget. 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 Anyway, so so it comes to us. Giant midget gets a little bigger. So you get a giant midget. Ha ha, play on words! As he goes into his avatar form. He's up to 500 health again. Getting some timely heals now by the paladin. Of course, he can't do it while he's in uh, avatar form. Level 3, uh, Keeper of the Grove now running to the very back of the gold mine. Surrounded by the remaining buildings and, of course, those three inch protectors. He is almost out of gold, however. At least in his main gold mine, he does have two auxiliaries pumping out to the north. Actually, I think he's got three. That is a sinful amount. They are trying. Eh, they are trying very. Uh, no, they weren't able to do it. They were trying to keep the tree of life up in the main base. It failed miserably. Wow, the mountain king may actually go down. He's down to 13 health. Down to 50. Down to 40. He hits a teleport scroll, and he will actually get away the mountain king. But he. Oh, those poor bastards. Two soldiers got left over. He was trying to siphon uh, mana onto his Mountain King instead of the Paladin. Of course, it didn't work because he had the Avatar form up. 
Meanwhile, Shinoda continued to clear out some... Well, there's still some creeps left in the game. He cleared out the gold mine in the... I'm sorry, the auxiliary gold mine on the right side, upper right-hand corner. Somehow, some way, Red Bull is still in this game, and that's because he's got one peon running around. It gets hot in the studio, doesn't it? Mm, indeed. Yes. Now heading off, let's see... So uh, take off all your clothes. That... Okay, then that's going to be a commentary and play-by-play of a different kind, and I'll get fired, and it'll be all over the internet within a matter of minutes. So, no. All right, for the best way you got... Are you serious? Oh, shit. Again? Damn it. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this breaking news. Scandal erupted out of the headquarters of WCRadio.com this afternoon as news broke that two of the network's show hosts, Kexman and Almighty Farseer, had been arrested on charges of prostitution. Figures. Allegedly, the pair were picked up in London's red light district at 3.30 a.m. local time. Both men were apparently dressed as women and were offering their services for a fee. They were taken into custody when the pair, going under the names of Kexwoman and the Almighty Brazier, propositioned an undercover police officer. A regular customer of the hosts agreed to tell about his experience under the condition we not release his name and alter his voice so as not to be recognized. I wasn't really a regular customer, but I had hired them before. They were dressed as women, which I found to be oddly attractive. At first, I wasn't aware of who they were. I just thought that they were really ugly women. When I got closer to their faces, I recognized them as Kexman and Almighty Farseer. They must have recognized me too because Kexman said, Hey there, Natural 20. Back for another BJ? Unfortunately, I was out of shillings, so I wasn't able to hire them. Wait, wait. wait. Did I just give my name away? Can did you edit that out before you wear it? When questioned by reporters as to why they had become transvestites, the almighty Brazier said that they just wanted to role-play as female hookers. While this may come as a shock to some listeners, fellow staff at the network were, quote, not surprised in the least. Station management, nor Kexman, could be reached for comment. More on this breaking news as information becomes available. We now return you to your normally scheduled program. I'm not stunned by this. I'm not not, not at all. Not at all. I always thought those two were a little odd. They took that role-playing thing a little too seriously. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to IRC here because I, I like involving. The IRC crowd we have actually this evening is probably the largest we've had in a little while. And that's saying something because it's usually a, a pretty packed crowd in here. Do you want to hear the Halloween story of me this happened this past week uh, involving kids, police, and a incident. Um, Those or, are the best kind of stories. Look, I'm, or, it's, it's like my friend always said, the best kind of story is the one that ends with officer, the cuffs are too tight. <laughs> those, or, those are the best stories. If that's how it ends, I want to hear the whole damn thing. The call of the emperor is uh, out in force tonight. Or do we want to hear the moral dilemma I have with cheating on video games? We're going to get to both. Just a matter of which is going to happen first. Oh, which is going to happen first. So you're willing to say both are happening, yes. but which one do you want to hear first? I want to hear the story. Mark me down for story. Uh, looks like the Halloween story, and they want to talk about Sam. That one I can wrap real quick. Grab your 
Grab a beer, sit back and relax, and he'll spin you a tale. It's story time with Emperor. That's kind of like the build up of the music, See, and then it kind of gets to that point. And then whatever here, sit back right. and he'll spin you a tale. It sounds like you're like, like Grandpa Emp, and you're you've got your rocking chair. Come on, kids, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, when I'm old enough, trust me, Sonny, that's going to be. When I was your age, you got your Budweiser. We'll go in the fridge. There's one back there for you. It's got your name on it. All right, Christmas story first. Make it real quick. Okay. When I was, I think seven or eight. Uh, no, I'm sorry, eight or nine. I thought, yeah, I thought. Um, I don't even remember how I got the idea, but I got the idea that I would threaten to poison Santa Claus in the attempt to get his sack of toys. Because he wanted more toys. Right. So we always left the plate of cookies out for Santa, in quotation marks. And we always wrote him a note. And in this particular case, I wrote in my very poor nine-year-old English, you know, saying, Dear Santa, the cookies you have just eaten are, are, have just eaten are poisoned. Leave your sack of toys and come back tomorrow, for, and I will give you the antidote. Greatest... A letter ever. Never thinking in my nine-year-old mind this was a foolproof plan because I wrote on the on the <laughs> what, on the envelope. What could go wrong? Do not read. Do not read until you eat cookies. And I ah, left. It, I left it on top of a plate of cookies, thinking myself, "This is a foolproof plan." By the time he comes back within, you know, the next day, I'll have given away all the toys and kept the good ones for myself nice. and to, like everybody in the neighborhood. So, stupid me, not thinking anything. I go to bed. My parents apparently read it, obviously, because you know they were Santa. And they were laughing their ass off, apparently. They loved it. They were, they were crying. They were laughing so hard, as it turns out. But they decided to teach me a lesson, one, obviously, that makes for a great story, and I didn't soon forget. They actually wrote me a note back, and looking back, it was my mother's handwriting, saying, you know, dear, Emp, uh, in this case, uh, you know, you may not know this, but I am magical and cannot be poisoned. However, because you were a bad little boy and you're trying to kill me to take my toys, I've taken away all your presents. My parents actually hid all of my presents in their closet. They didn't put them out for Christmas. So I woke up to no presents and this note saying you were a bad boy. Maybe if you write a very nice apology letter, I will consider bringing your toys back the next night. I was devastated. Bald like a baby, crying my eyes out. I didn't get any presents. My brother and sister got a whole bunch. My parents, oh, we're so disappointed with you. I, oh, we can't believe you tried this. Oh, that's so terrible. I mean, this is the birth of a supervillain right here. the good name of Emperor's family's last the name. The birth <laughs> of a supervillain. So, yeah, that blew up. So I had, I, I had to write this really tearful, I mean, uh, one page I think, long. I, I, sir, I, I think you should have said, spoiler alert, there are a couple of people in IRC that are dumbfounded that Santa Claus does not actually exist. Barry covered me. He said, no, Santa is, parent, is Emperor's parents. Yeah, Santa Claus is real. It's just my parents wow. are Mr. and Mr. Claus. So, they, so now, is, is your dad Santa Claus and your mom is yes, Mrs. Claus? that's correct. Oh, okay, because I, I, by, by looking at that, I was, I was assuming that they were kind of tag-teaming it. Like it was a, you know, like your dad takes the West, Western Hemisphere, your mom takes the Eastern Hemisphere. No, as far as I know, it's just him. Okay. I mean, she doesn't really do anything. Gotcha. Uh, just like so, Mrs. Yeah, Claus. Yeah, so I had to write a letter and leave it on the table and then of course the next morning I got my toys and a letter saying now if you ever do this again I'll never bring your toys back and you're on my naughty list I mean you're on my my watch list for like the next 10 years or something like that they've still got it last I talked to them they still have the letters I, I would keep it as well um, so <laughs> yeah yeah that was kind of did they show it to Mystic Mim when you guys first got she together. saw it yeah oh, I, mean, I, I told this. the story because it's a hell of a story oh, but, um, and here's a picture when he was six months old in the bathtub oh isn't he cute here's where he's trying to conquer the world is where he tried to poison Santa. All right, so then I start. think I think so. You were the prototype for Stewie Griffin. <laughs> I think you were. Yeah. Bruce. <laughs> Bratz Emperor's parents are tag teaming Santa. What? That's quite a swing. <laughs> <laughs> 
What happens at the North Pole stays, stays at the, the North Pole. Pole. Yeah. Here, I thought we hit rock bottom at 6.20 this afternoon, uh, uh, this evening, so I guess boy. not. All right. Halloween uh, story. This happened yeah. this past Halloween. Now, this one, I'm going to be quiet. I want to hear this one. Yeah. All right. So here's how it starts. We have a development. Um, clearly, you're aware of this. Uh, we went out uh, trick-or-treating. This is about maybe 20 after 7. All right. Here, wow, am I really p- popping my peas on this thing or what? i got to adjust my pop shield here. All right. This is about 7.20 at night. Now, here, how, uh, trick-or-treat goes from 6 to 8 o'clock at, in the evening. <coughs> Around here, it starts getting dark, dark, about 7 o'clock, like pitch black. Now, my aunt's house, my parents' house, my house, uh, I live next to a great many of my relatives, actually. My parents, two different aunts and uncles uh, my grandmother's house all live in the same development. The development's about 1,500 houses, about eight or nine different streets, so... You know, we're all kind of around the same area. We happen to be over a couple of streets over where my aunt's house, my used to be my grandmother's house. Huge house, biggest house in the whole development. And she was actually um, over at my mother's house, my parents' house, handing out candy. We were passing by on our way because we, we have a route that we take every year we go trick-or-treating. So the house was dark, meaning that the lights were off. When you turn your lights off, your porch lights off, that means you're not handing out candy that year, all right? So people will know to avoid your house. Well, what ended up happening was about 7.20, um, I had stopped to tie my shoelace. <clears throat> Mystic Men was rearranging uh, my daughter's costume. I went as Mario. In fact, and folks, if you didn't see it earlier on the Emperor's Court, I'm starting to hear my voice go. This is another reason why I can't do another show. Um, if you... <clears throat> If you go to the Empress Court on Facebook, you can see the picture of me and Mystic Mim. She went as Princess Toadstool, I went as Mario. So we're adjusting our, our costumes, tying my shoes, and I hear this, like, splat, splat, splat. I'm like, what the hell is that? I look up, and the side of the house are these four kids, four boys in costumes, I would say about ages 11, 12, 13, okay? Now, we had made a pit stop at my aunt's house. Uh, we had keys to the house. We stopped in, went to the bathroom, we rearranged everything. Um, I grabbed a, a can of Pepsi. All right, because I was thirsty, and Mim had a Coke. So we leave, and I hear this, you know, whapping on the side of the house. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And Mim turns and says, I think someone's egging your aunt's house. I'm like, what? So I walk over there, and I see him, and, and there's four kids, and they're throwing. I remember one of them was wearing, like, a gorilla outfit, but didn't have his mask on. All right, so none of them were wearing masks. I could see them, you know, clearly who the hell they were. And they're just painting the side of my aunt's house with eggs. Then they run around to the front, and they start shelling the picture window in the front of it. There's like a there's like a flagpole and there's a tree kind of like a not like a like a blossom tree and behind it is a big picture window. Started pelleting that with X. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? So they stop, they turn, and they look at me. And the one kid freezes and then he throws an egg at me, and whips it at me. And now I'm pissed. So they bolt and they take off, um, headed down the street to the left towards the um, the turnaround on Locust when they come around. So I start chasing them. And I'm screaming every obscenity before him, and unfortunately for them, I run faster than they do. So I'm starting to catch up. All right, and the one kid, I lean, I kind of, you know, reach and grab his bag of candy. He's like behind him. He's like swinging back and forth as he's running. So I grab it and rip it out of his hand. He stops, kind of looks, and then just keep, he just keeps bolting. And the one guy, the one kid is kind of throwing the eggs over his shoulder. I don't know if he's trying to get rid of them or if he's trying to hit me. At this point, I'm so pissed. I have this can of Pepsi in my hand, all right? And it didn't occur to me until later. Now, for those who don't know, I played baseball for most of my life, and I was a pitcher. And I was a damn good one. I'm about 20, 25 feet from this guy as I'm running. And allegedly what ends up happening, uh, supposedly, is I'm chasing these kids swearing, and, of course, they're, like, yelling. No one, there's people on the street, and I, I, either no one's paying attention or it's pitch black and they don't care. 
So uh, allegedly, according to the stories, I whipped this can of Pepsi at a kid in front of me about 20, you know, 20 feet away and smack him dead on about six inches above his butt. Hit him hard enough that he kind of trips on himself because he's kind of caught, stumbles, does like a barrel roll, gets up and keeps on running. Well, these four kids kind of scatter and they eventually get away. I'm, I'm out of breath about six houses down now. I'm livid. They've pelted my you know, parents' house or my aunt's house. I've lost my can of Pepsi because I couldn't find it in the dark. And even if I could, I mean, it's now shaken up. So I'm pissed. So I go back and Mr. Grimm said, you, you know, you didn't have to chase them a whole way. I got half a bag of candy, which spilled out all across like three yards. I didn't even pick it up. I did grab the bag and dump the candy in, in my daughter's bag. And I just left it on the ground. I'm guessing other kids came by and grabbed it. All right. So, yeah, according to the story, I was running around, and I whipped this can of Pepsi at this kid and knocked him down. All right? Full can of Pepsi wasn't open. The next day, uh, the police come by. And, I mean, it's not like I'm not known in the neighborhood. I've been around, you know, forever. So they come up, and they're like, you know, we had a complaint that, you know, you were, you were chasing some kids, and you, uh, you were able to tackle one of them, and you punched him in the back a couple times, and you ripped away their candy, and you were chasing them for some reason, etc. And we want to get your, your side of the story. So I told him, like, okay, this is what it, this is what happened. Mr. Kim was there, my daughter was there. Apparently there was other people in the street that did see it happen. So they go back and talk to the kid's parents. Well, one of the kids must have panicked because the police are now at his door talking to him. As it turns out, only one of the parents actually called the police with a complaint, Okay. They got all the kids together. The police did. I, I guess because they're smart enough to know if you get everybody together, you know, and ask them a question and you split them up because that's what they did. They got them together. Then they split the four of them up and I guess their stories didn't match. So they grabbed one kid and they said, you know, this is what he's saying. You're saying he, you know, he tackled you guys and ripped your candy out and he beat the hell out of you. All right. This is like 12 year old kids. Well, as it turns out, they had been egging houses. This is like the fifth house they'd hit. More importantly, they actually hit. There's a. Um, one of the elderly neighbors has a seeing eye dog. The husband does. The wife is, uh, can see that the husband's blind now. And they're elder. Like I'm so, talking like early 80s. He has a, 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 a yellow lab. All right, Old thing, very nice, very sweet. We see him walking by all the time. And it was in the backyard. These kids were picking up chunks of dirt, like semi-frozen dirt, and whipping them at the dog. And the elderly couple had seen them and would yell at them and scare them off. Then they ran off. I don't, they must have got eggs from one of the kids' houses, then went on an egging spree, smacking all his houses. So then the kid spills all the beans. They were whipping you know, rocks at a seeing-eye dog of an elderly couple. Then they were pelting, and my aunt is elderly. Okay, She's getting up there in like upper 60s. So, and this is my grandmother's house, which I dearly love, which is what really pissed me off. Then they, stopped pelt, they started pelting like five or six houses with eggs. And... The whole story started to come out, and then all the kids went, yeah, we were doing all this stuff, and yeah, he didn't actually tackle us or rip away his candy. He did chase us, and apparently the one kid didn't understand. He didn't know what hit him and knocked him down. He just remembers that it happened. He thought I'd run up and punched him. Now, it's good 20 feet behind him. That's, you know, so that's the story that came up as they thought I hit him with a can of Pepsi. Wink! So eventually what ended up happening, obviously there was no charges either way, or at least from my standpoint, because I was defending private property. That happened to be, I have a claim to. The kids, on the other hand, were not so lucky. Um, they have to pay restitution, any kind of damage done to uh, the paint, especially my aunt's house and all the other ones they actually whacked. The parents, once they found out what was happening, were not happy. Um, these are pretty, pretty nice people. These aren't, you know, these kids, by and large, aren't really a problem kids. It might have been a, a boys, you know, being boys type thing. 
dumbass kids doing dumbass stuff. All right? They just happen to have picked the wrong house because I happen to be standing there, and that's a house I really love. It's my aunt's, and I can throw. So they ended up apologizing to us. They apologized to my aunt. They apologized. They had The police came to an agreement that they would have to pay for any damages, like I said, any repair to windows or paint because eggs, I don't know, I guess they take off paint if they're left to dry. So they had to... They had to go the next day after school, clean it all up. This was on Sunday when it all happened. They had to go clean it all up. Um, they had to go and apologize to the elderly couple who, from what I understand, were still pissed. I guess slammed the door on them and their parents when they came to apologize because they were they were throwing rocks at the dog, chunks of dirt, I guess. So there you go. That's the Halloween story. Wow, I don't think I have that good of a Halloween story at all. Nope. <clears throat> so there you have it. That is how everybody thought. Oh, tell me it involved Gladius. You gotta tell us you use your sword. I'm like what? Yeah, I chased down some kids and and you know stabbed them with my Gladius them like a fish. Yeah. yeah. So there's the Halloween story. I hope it wasn't that climatic, but yeah, that's uh, when. No, that happened. sounds like an amazing story. All right, uh, God, it's already nine fifteen. We have. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt your normally scheduled program for a very special interview. This is the Emperor, goes to the Emperor's Court that airs on Versatile World Productions. And we're sitting down tonight with Almighty Farseer, host of The Essence of Roleplaying, currently airing on Original Media for Gamers. Farseer, it's good to talk with you. I know we've had a lot of people on Pins and Needles tonight wondering what this is all about. How you doing, buddy? How you hanging in there? I'm doing fine, Amp. So, Farseer... What, what's been going on this fall? What have you been up to? This whole free agent experience has been fun. I'm looking forward to it. What have you thought about the process of uh, being a free agent? It was an easy process. Uh, first I looked at a place that would pay me money. Then when I couldn't find any, I looked for a place that would you know, give me free stuff. After that, I fell through. Uh, I looked for a place that would just help me become more than what I am. That's what it came down to, putting myself in the best possible position to improve myself. So, first year, how many people know about your decision? Uh, not many. It's a very small number. If I could count to ten, I'd say about that many. Sort of, maybe, possibly. When did you finally decide... Um, I think I decided this morning. It's been a process. I sober up on this one site, and I sober up on it in the next day, and it's a different site. I woke up this morning, and I had a great conversation with my cat, and it's finally set on a decision. The website you're going to, that, that you'll announce in a few minutes, do they know your decision? They just found out. What was one of the major factors that helped you decide as we're going to go? I think the biggest factor was the fact that they'll still be around a month from now, and probably the foreseeable future too do you have any doubts about your decision nope i'm good i guess it's time for the answer everyone listening wants to know farseer what's your decision this fall man is really kind of tough but this fall i'm going to take my talents and the essence of role play down to vtw and join the versus the world production vtw that's the conclusion you woke up with this morning yeah it is why I think it gives me the best opportunity to improve my skills, you know, 
having your own radio show on the network and people to listen to. I'm all about styling and profiling. I also want to be able to keep airing my show for a year, two years, maybe more. And I feel VTW gives me that stability in the place where I can do that. Was it always your plan to bring your show to VTW and rejoin Kexman to possibly broadcast the Essence role playing together? I'm looking forward to it. I can't say it was always in my plans, but what the hell, it's the icing on the cake. How do you think you'll fit into VTW, not being the headliner all the time? I think I'll fit in just fine. I know a lot of people here, and I'm looking forward to a fresh start and having new people to get to listen to my show. So, what do you think that people will say back at OMFG? It's heartfelt, you know, and what I'm feeling, the nine months that I gave to that franchise and the website... We had a lot of people come and go for each show. It was great. I never thought I'd leave there, but it's what I think is best for me and for the show. Uh, what do you What do you think the fans' reaction is going to be back there? I'm um, not sure. I don't think they'll really care. I, I think they'll just listen but, to it here. Just come hey, over. It's not hard. I, I'm getting word that they are burning your forums at the old site. What's your reaction? How the hell do you burn a website? That, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, well, they're doing it anyways. What's your reaction? It, if they're actually burning a website, that's kind of cool. I think I'd like to see uh, it. Well, Mighty Farce here. We appreciate you sitting down tonight to announce the World Essence of Role Playing will be airing here at VTWReductions.com. Thanks, Em. And you can listen to the show starting November 24th and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. GMT, 2 p.m. EST. Fantastic. Farce here. We really appreciate you sitting down with us tonight. Well, that's kind of surprising, folks. Uh, uh, I guess that wraps it up here at the interview. I'll kick it back to the show hosts and uh, say this is the Emperor of Verse the World Productions saying, wow, almighty farce here, coming to VTW. Looking forward to it. All right, thanks. Thanks, Ep. We're uh, back here in the studio here. <clears throat> I'm sorry, did you just thank yourself? Yes, I did for okay. one fantastic interview. That never saw that coming. No surprise to me whatsoever. He's taking his talents to VTW. <laughs> I, hopefully you guys got that joke. I didn't see anyone say, oh, is that? Uh, so did anyone guess correctly? Uh, actually, no. Thing? Essence of Role Playing was not mentioned in the people. I, the prevailing opinion was that I was bringing back the Esports Empire. Everybody believed that that was probably was going to go. Ah, so wow. with that, let's follow it up with another announcement. Okay. I am not bringing back Esports Empire. No. At least not. If I even think about it, it won't be able to after the first of the year. So I know a, people, a lot of people have been asking me and sending emails, believing that would be the case. Or in Edge almost blew it because I had made a posting on Clan1G.net that uh, I was thinking about bringing or doing another esports show that mm-hmm. I've been in discussions with. Um, that kind of fell through. We're not doing that. But... If nothing else, that kind of you know played into the whole thing. So yes, the essence of role playing will be coming to Verse the World Productions, I believe, November twenty fourth, every Wednesday. So check it out. I know Almighty Farseer is a veteran broadcaster, one of the more popular ones. He's been around since the Wild Radio days. Everybody knows him. So I think it's a great addition for the site, and we'll see how well it goes. Yeah, but, I think uh, it'll do really well. Yeah, I, I think this. We're trying to do the LeBron James kind of interview joke. I, I'm not sure. I, I expected a lot more people to kind of get it. Maybe they will on the podcast, but. Our season would be more surprised that it was Almighty Farseer and the essence of role-playing they were with the actual you I know, think interview. I think so, yeah. Which was kind of the point. So consider your minds blown from here on out. <laughs> there's one, uh, Jarek uh, says, there's one more placeholder forum, and I bet it's the Esports Empire. Did you not hear what he just told you? Yeah. They, I they guess not. Me. No. Uh, Barry got the joke. All right, well, somebody did. There we go. 
But Frosthorn says Emp, you should hit Highlander for not starting his own show. Uh, you, we've talked about it. I've tried convincing him, but uh, then again, this one uh, works so well the way it is. Yeah, I kind of want to. You know. I mean, if if that's the case, then I would have to do all my bits on my other show, right? So and then, really, what do you have on the show? Nothing. Exactly. You've got Bubkiss. Wow! When you shovel shit, you use both hands, son. Damn right I do. Okay. I can get done twice as fast. <laughs> Ladies, are you tired of getting peed on by your peon? Want to make your grunt grunt and pleasure? Then you need Musk of the Horde, a new perfume by Klein Calvin. Simply add a touch to your battle axe to get his attention. Ooh, be so horny. Add some to your neck to excite him. Mmm! And bathe in it to take him to the peak of ecstasy. We're about to climax! Get Musk of the Horde in Nordstrom's of Agrimar. Interesting uh, little factoid here that Davin threw up, and this goes back to a show we did a couple a couple weeks ago. Uh, apparently, 63% of Americans reported having played some form of video game within the past six months in a recent poll, while only 43% admitted to having gone to see a movie in the theater. Yeah, like, I haven't gone to... I, I mean, I love movies. I right. really so love I. movies. So I, I. I could do a whole radio show by myself on movies. But I had, the last movie I went to see in the theaters, I, I, I have to think... I did until recently. I've I, seen I one... think it was Halloween too. Believe it or not, I, actually, <laughs> you I went paid money for that. I paid my. Well, I love horror movies. I know yeah, you don't yeah, like them. I love horror movies. Now I was whole, I was totally disappointed with Halloween too. We don't have to get into why it sucked, but Halloween two sucked hard, and and it was because it was directed by Rob Zombie. But disappointed. <laughs> Who's I think there that was because of who he is. I, yeah, exactly. But I think that was the last movie I went to see in the theater. The last movie I saw in the theater before I went to see Boondock Saints two a couple weeks ago. Again, I had to stop and think. Um, yeah, and it might have Star been Trek. Aroko saw Star, Star thought, Trek. I thought yeah. the Star Trek was great. Star Trek was the last one I saw a part of Boondock Saints too. I loved it. I, I was, it was a phenomenal. Movie. I was very surprised. I was coming in expecting to hate it because it was J.J. Abrams and I knew he was gonna fuck shit up. It's but... a crapshoot with him. Yeah, it's either awesome. It's either like Cloverfield or Star Trek. Yeah, Star one Trek is amazing. Other. I'm all. I'm all down I, for it. I'm, I'm on board for that. I'm looking forward to that sequel. I Cloverleaf. I couldn't. Give a damn. Now, that was the movie I was looking forward to, and it sucked hard. Uh, have I seen Paranormal Activity? No, I wanted to, but... I, everybody, there was a lot of hype around that There one. was a lot of hype around that. It was a lot of uh, viral Witch hype. Project shit. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I have friends that went to see it, so I know what it's about, so I'm probably just going to wait till it comes out in DVD and then buy it. Speaking of DVDs, I, I made a goal decision earlier this week, and I was killing time at work and I was looking up uh, Godzilla movies. Okay. I don't even know why. Oh, because Godzilla came out on Blu-ray. Okay. 1954 movie and mono, in mono uh, audio uh-huh. came out on a Blu-ray. Really? I don't know how much more you can kind of filter that thing out. I don't but... know. That's that's kind of like I got um, my, my mom's a huge Disney freak, and I got her the Blu-ray of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Which of came out in movie, 1937. Yeah. I don't really know how much CRISPR it can get, but that's what she wanted, so I got that, that movie part. freaked me out. Not, not Snow, Snow White and Seven Dwarves? No, yeah, because, you know, that witch and the apple. <laughs> no, you jackass! <laughs> no, Godzilla, when I saw it as a kid, I freaked out. <laughs> when Godzilla comes over the hill, like, Rawr! I'm like, Rawr! I'm like eight years old. I'm that's like, awesome. It wasn't later until he starts breathing fire and burning down Tokyo. I'm like, yeah, this great! I've decided now. To get every Japanese or every um, Godzilla movie there is on really? DVD, I've got half of them. Even the uh, Raymond Burr ones. Yes. Wow. 
I thought Raymond Burr, uh, the American version of Gaijira. Yes. That's, that's disappoints and then, me. And then uh, Godzilla 1985. When right. He, he, I, re, he reprised his role. I love that movie, too, when I saw it. I've never you seen like the Godzilla original. You like Godzilla 1985? I've never seen the original. The only Godzilla movie so far that I've seen that I hated uh-huh. was that Matthew Broderick oh, that, one that they is, dropped yeah. in everywhere. That Jurassic one. Park 4. Exactly. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. All right, we're getting way off topic. But I, yeah. About the Godzilla Blu-ray, uh-huh. it does not include the Remember American version. Only the really? original Japanese. Oh, I that's okay. Yes, no, it's not. No, the entire thing of a Blu-ray, the entire reason to get it was so they could put every version of a film and pack on as many extras as they can. And they don't bother to put the American version on it. That's what I saw, man. That's what I want to see. I want to see friggin' Perry. What the hell was his name? Perry Mason. Perry Mason up there, like running from Godzilla. Well, maybe they're going to re-release that one. I'm sure they will. They're double dipping. That's what I was going to say. Probably trying to double dip. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. That was wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. 